Welcome to Anchor Daily, where we daily engage in God's Word and prayer, reminding each other of the only anchor that truly holds. I'm going to focus today on a central theme of the Bible found in Luke 17, forgiveness. My name is Zenon Thornton, and my family and I have called Bethel Church our home for many years. We serve wherever needed on any given Sunday. I'm also the local director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. The church is, in many ways, a training ground for our faith. How can you and I put into practice the 59 one another's found throughout Scripture without being an ongoing community with other Christians? Christian community is a place where iron sharpens iron as we walk out, or better yet, stumble out our faith. Those stumbles mean that we don't always get it right. In fact, is that not the mark of an authentic Christian to stumble or fall seven times, but get up eight? Our stumbles and sin need forgiveness, and definitely we need it as we do life with other believers. Church is a literal hospital for the lost, a place where people are seeking to bring those specific hurts and the sin that leads to death. To leave those things there at the altar and pick up forgiveness and restoration, finding true life itself. Not a perfect life, but a true life. We see this purpose of the church and the relationship between believers in the opening of Luke 17 and Jesus' amazing challenge and remedy to believers when sinned against, forgiveness. Jesus opens this section of scripture with a warning a warning about temptations to sin, which he says there will always be, and a specific warning about causing other believers to sin. Don't do it, he says. It would be better to jump into the ocean with a weight tied to you. That seems simple enough and pretty straightforward. Don't cause another believer to sin. That's really bad. The problem is, Jesus told us there will always be temptations to sin. Jesus then goes on to say, if another believer sins, rebuke that person. If there is repentance, forgive. It's easy to see the forgiveness part and miss the command to rebuke the person who sins. This can sometimes be the greater challenge than the forgiveness part. And to me, this is true. It's way easier to just forgive someone than to, at times, lovingly and humbly point out how they have sinned against me. It's like I don't want to offend them by telling them how they've offended me. Jesus then goes a step further in explaining this sin, rebuke, repentance, forgiveness loop. So you see, unlike humans who look at most things in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of stance, Jesus says to continually forgive the same person seven times in the same day. I don't know about you, but this is a big ask. Can you imagine genuinely doing this? My attitude typically says I'll forgive you on a good day if I feel like it. But for most of us, there are limits or conditions that would cause us to forgive, and and certainly not seven times a day. This is the human concept of earning forgiveness, which humanly makes sense. The more you sin against me, the less I am likely to forgive you. We usually make people earn the right to be forgiven, and over time. This is heard in the saying, fool me once, shame on you, but fool me twice, 
shame on me. It's as if, in other words, we forgiveness has boundaries or somehow brings shame if and when we offer it. The disciples' response to Jesus' seemingly over-the-top command to continually forgive is we don't have enough faith to do that. Jesus' reply in verse 6 is often quoted, you just need a small amount of faith to do more than you think you can. You know that faith of a mustard seed verse? This is a true statement, of course, because it comes from Jesus, but Jesus takes the disciples to the true focus of this forgiveness faith in verse 7 to 10, in which I think he's saying not just faith, but obedience is what you need. You see, we don't always feel like forgiving, and it does take faith to forgive because we think, what if they do it again, or are they really sorry? But what we often miss is where we place our faith. Our faith should be in Jesus, not in ourselves and not in the person who may have sinned against us. To bring this full circle, there will always be temptations to sin. Jesus told us so in the beginning of the chapter. We may even be tempting others to sin by not rebuking or lovingly calling out said sin and then by withholding forgiveness when they sin against us more than once. The focus or remedy for this obedience is to continually forgive. Isn't this what Christ did and does for us? Romans 5.8 says, And while they were yet sinning, Christ died for us. Forgiveness offered in immeasurable amount by a loving God who set his mind on the freedom and restoration we can receive through obedient forgiveness. This is immeasurable grace offered to us. Let us offer this same type of forgiveness and grace to those around us. Father God, help us to have a heart posture to continually forgive. Even when it's not convenient, even when we lack the faith or trust to believe that it'll last. The command and the faith is not in ourselves. It's in you, Jesus, and how you continually forgive us. So Lord, thank you for that forgiveness given in immeasurable amount. Thanks for joining us today. Listen in tomorrow as we continue to encourage one another to be anchored, steadfast, and secure in Jesus. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so because we'd love to continue to dive into God's word with you. We'd also like the chance to connect further with you. If you go to Bethel.ch, you'll see all sorts of ways to connect, serve, and worship with our church body. Finally, please consider sharing this podcast with your friends by word of mouth or on social media. Have a blessed rest of your day.